In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello everyone, welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast and lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. My name is John, and with me as always are my two favorite unexpected Spaniards. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, I am uh, Ordo Malleus Fuzzy. I am Obi-Wan Sherlock Clouseau Brayden. Fuck, he's right. Shit. They were both good. Uh, uh, we're doing Inquisition today. We're doing Inquisition. Yeah. No one probably expected a, it. Probably episode one of a four-parter on Inquisition. Everyone expected it. Everyone expected it. Uh, so yeah, uh, like John just said, this might be a four-part episode. Uh, we will see where we get th- as we go. Um, because there's a lot of meat on these bones. Um, <coughs> the Inquisitor... The Inquisition is a fucking thick-ass subject, and that's with, like, 18 Cs. Uh... And nice. I'm not just talking about the sisters. Um, nice. There is just so much to... F- I know, I hated it too. Uh, sure. There's just so much to fucking cover. Uh, God, I mean, just the fashion alone is going to take 12 years. The fashion is fucking fashion. rad. So, uh, so many dope cloaks like, and swords. Do you like fucking black armor with fucking cloaks on it and leather hats? Because, boy, howdy, we got you. Uh, th- these episodes will probably be a little bit of, like, two sets of parentheses. Uh, first, we're gonna open it up with Inquisition in general. Next episode, we'll then be covering probably the chamber militants of the inquisition in detail and then the next episode we'll be doing characters within those militant orders and then we'll finish it out with characters in history of the inquisition that we didn't cover in the first episode at least that's what we're thinking as of now that may change because fuck you damn dunked but of course uh the inquisition is much like any ecclesiarchal hell spawn of a fucking administration system, it's a fucking mess. <laughs> you thought a. Sp- I remember there was this game, this Flash <laughs> game, okay, where you play a spider, and okay. your goal is to like catch things that fall into your web, but you have to like make the web. And so, like, at first, you're provided with, like, the start of a good-looking spider web, like, hexagonal and all that jazz. And so you start that way, right? Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, you realize that the best way to continue forward, because it takes less effort for you, is to just make a hodgepodge hell mess. Yeah. And that's what the Inquisition's like. You're not wrong. Uh... (laughs) So, uh, a couple of things about the Inquisition at the start. They have so much authority. Like, almost unlimited authority. They're the Gestapo of the 40k universe, right? Yeah. They're the mega Gestapo. But also, they can walk up. They can demand almost anything of almost anyone. 
pretty much the only person I can think of that can look an Inquisitor in the face and tell him no you move is a Primarch. Not like even, even the, the high custodies. And the custodies, actually. Also the custodies uh, are the if, one other If the custodies could. Well if actually the custodies could talk. I mean yes. But the custodies are actually the only people officially exempt from this because they can literally they can legit say our job's more important than yours because we guard the emperor yeah. what do you do <laughs> defend against heresy uh they, emperor they kill, they kill the mutant they burn the heretic mm -hmm. and they purge the unclean okay that that's that's all the they core do. of what they do is those three things. Yep. They do a lot more than that, and they do it in a variety of different ways. Mm. Um, my... <sighs> something I love in uh, the, the Inquisition books, which is a set of... Tr a trilogy of trilogies by Dan Abnett. The first set is Eisenhorn. Read them, they're fabulous. Uh, Eisenhorn himself talks about there are some Inquisitors who are stealthy and some who are very, very brash and open about operating as Inquisitors. Mm -hmm. And, like, in Inquisitors have this thing. It's called a rosette. And it's like the stylized Inquisition eye. It's like an eye with three lines across it. Ooh. Uh, an eye and, like the letter. Yeah. Uh, and they can present that and just anyone will do anything. Oh, that's why in some pictures they have them on their hats. Yeah. Some of them have it tattooed on their forehead. <laughs> Wait, why? It's also, they also have the physical item that they carry. Oh. That, that functions as basically a sonic screwdriver. Wait, I thought it was just a big fucking metal Roman numeral no, no, they no, just no, have no. on them. <laughs> no, it does a bunch of shit. Like, it can open any door. Wait. It can hack most systems. It's ridiculous. That sounds ridiculous. It's largely because it's uh, it's programmed in the, to every imperial thing that the Inquisitor has the highest authority, and so they can open any door because all the doors have a little RFID reader in them that says, "Oh, Inquisition, let me just bend down and open her up," because it's an Inqu Inquisitor. Interesting. How did this? A weird-ass Gestapo unit start. Good well, question! Uh, Big Papa Malkador. Uh -huh. You remember him from so many episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> he's the mommy of the of humanity. Yeah, so so Big Big Mama Papa Malkador... <laughs> Big Mama uh, Papa Malkador. <laughs> ...realized that the one of the greatest threats to the Inquisition was itself. Hmm. So there needed to be someone or a group who could watch over the the Imperium as a whole. Oh, you and... meant humanity. Right. You said okay. the Inquisition. And... Yeah, you're <laughs> like, the greatest I, threat I, to the Inquisition was itself, I meant so to we say started the, the Inquisition. I meant to say the Imperium. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, so the greatest threat to the Imperium is itself. You know, between the outer threat of the alien... Mm -hmm. Oh, great, we can talk about the three things we have to talk about. The the three Ordos. 
So Malkador sits down and says, there are three things that really threaten the Imperium at any given moment. There is chaos. Okay. There is heresy, but that's a religiously charged term. Let's call it deviancy because that's much better. Mm. And aliens from without. Okay. So there is basically the without, the within, and the beyond. Oh. If, if that makes sense. It does. And so he developed the Inquisition, which has three major branches. Oh. The Ordo Malleus, the Ordo Hereticus, and the Ordo Xenos. The, the beyond, the within, and the without, respectively. Hmm. So Malleus hunts demons, Hereticus fights heresy, and Xenos fights Xenos. Nice. There's also a bunch of other Ordos Minoris, <laughs> small Ordos, that uh, do a bunch of other shit. We'll get to them later. Uh, to also slightly adjust what John said, um, Malkador begins the foundation of the Inquisition specifically with the Ordo Malleus slash Hereticus at first. Um, kind of a combo platter of those two, and starts it without Papa Yi's knowledge. Mm. Uh, a ways after... Because if if there's one thing we know about Papa E, he would have just told his kids to do it and it'd be fine. Yeah. The idiot. Yeah. Uh, so... But as the Horus heresy started kicking up, uh, Big E leaned in and was like, Alright, I see your point. <laughs> Go make an Inquisition. And Malkador was like, You got it, boss. I'll start now. And definitely didn't start before now. Didn't do that. No, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, oh, hey, I got it done. totally new. Got it done between your blinks. I'm real fast that way. Here is my Inquisition. Um, it began with a proto-group uh, called the Knights Errant, and I also researched it, John, and you were right, they are canon now, at least in terms of connection from what I've found. Yeah. Uh, called the Knights Errant. The Knights Errant, well, they're origin are the original Inquisitors and had kind of the original badge, so to speak. Their rosette was actually uh, Malkador's personal rosette, which is uh, a letter I with an I the organ in it um which so really cool. they just wanted to do that in order to piss me personally off as I explain this for this audio only podcast the fuckers <laughs> uh so no the I with the eyeball in it uh it was their badge of honor and they were a bunch of uh loyalist space marines as well as uh loyal marines from traitor chapters uh who formed together in order to form the beginning version of the ordo malleus uh in time others were added uh particularly xenos was added after the war of the beast uh when the death watch was founded when our good friend the last uh imperial fist slaughter Corland was like i need help <laughs> uh, Hail. Yeah, uh, the Ordo Sicarius after the beheading, you know, when we fucking murderized the entirety of all of the dipshits in charge. Uh, and the Ordo Hereticus after the Age of Apostasy, which, have we ever talked about that? Uh, we got it at some point. Uh, <laughs> t 
to not get, because that's probably <coughs> going to be an episode in and of itself, but around M36 to, uh, fuck, when was it? I, I think M38? Um, yeah, probably. At least M36. Um, uh, oh boy. Uh, basically everyone got their britches up in a bunch, a bunch of the Imperium split up briefly, uh, a bunch of fat. oh, M36 to mid-M37. Uh, a bunch of factions popped up, and would you like to guess what a big problem was, Brayden? Heresy. Heresy. Um, it was, in the words of some anonymous bastard, the Protest Protestant Reformation in space. Oh. And I think during, <clears throat> during the Age of Apostasy, which is what we're talking about, there, there wasn't an official state religion yet. Oh. So once once that was developed, <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it got a little bit easier to handle and keep everyone in line. Yeah. Okay. But also when you have 20 prophets across 15 worlds talking about how their religion is correct, mm -hmm. and they're all talking about the same physical manifestation of God everything gets kind of fucky. And so yeah. someone got the grand idea to load a lot of bolt pistols full of a lot of bolt rounds and go, we're gonna figure this out the good old-fashioned way. Cat killing. <laughs> Rush, Russian roulette with a semi-auto. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> Russian roulette with a semi-auto. All I use is going first. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, that's effectively how, uh, the short version of how the Inquisitors came to be. Uh, and they do have damn near unlimited power, ranging from being able to look at any motherfucker and go, you're with me now. Uh, <laughs> the penalty That's... for saying no is everyone's favorite punishment, a blamin'. So, and... it, so if the Inquisitor, if the Inquisitors were a JRPG, anyone could be their party member. Yes. Uh, and also, w expect right now me to use the phrase during the next four episodes, blam, a lot. Does that include Space Marines? Yes. Um, Wait. Yes. Uh, no. It does. No, not quite. It 100% does. Hold on. Hold on. When an Inquisitor chooses a person to join them, they become, if, if it's more than a one-mission gig... They become that Inquisitor's acolyte. Space Marines are above that. They can continue to accompany the Inquisitor, but they are still loyal to the chapter. Mm. They're not that Inquisitor's <laughs> personal Space Marine. I'm imagining just an Inquisitor coming into the room with the Space Marine behind him, like the the Roman numeral with the three stripes, like just like a sticker painted over, like the the symbol of the of the order they're they're a part of. He's like, hey guys, here's my new accolade. The sticker's <laughs> peeling off, he puts it back on. You, my new you hid, but like, that does happen, basically. Uh, for what, example, it can just take anyone? To cite the end of Space Marine, uh, the video game, uh, spoiler alert in case you haven't fucking played Space Marine, an old but good game, uh, the protagonist is accused of heresy and an inquisitor shows up and he just fucking took two black templars and was like you're all with me now wait yeah and so he's what got two black templars following him around and and yeah we see him just walk off with him and it's like okay can you become a, a an inquisitor 
Space Marine? Yeah. No. What the? John! No. Do they wear Fucking the <laughs> All of the Grey Knights! They're not Inquisitors, Fuzzy. They are! No. Yeah! No. Yeah! They used no. to be. You're, they're not anymore, you're right. They're not anymore. Thank you. They used to be. Sorry. Because Sorry. If, if we get into the difference between a Space Marine and a human, Space Marines don't have the flexibility of morality to be an Inquisitor. A.K.A. they get brainwashed and can't think creatively. Uh, so an Inquisitor has to think on a fly and has to think on the fly and the Space Marine can't. Hey, uh, it's, it's harder. Brayden, Bra- Bra- come, come over to this corner real quick. I'm, g- I'm gonna lay down a little secret for you. Audience, you come here too. Uh-huh. That's bullshit GW made up after the fact and fucking there was a golden age when there were tons of fucking Grey Knight Inquisitors. There were a bunch of other Space Marine Inquisitors too. The Ordo Hereticus and Xenos also had Space Marines as Inquisitors. In fact, there's a whole bunch of dope-ass art with a bunch of dope-ass motherfuckers in huge power armor that's like super excessive and they're all cool. Go look it up. I'll post it on the Twitter for those of you who can't. I'll just trust me. It's cool. That was a golden age, but that age has ended because GW doesn't know what the fuck they want from anyone. Anyway, uh, let's go back to John now. Hey, John, we weren't talking about anything. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing, right? Yep. If space marines could be inquisitors, mm-hmm. why would a human be an inquisitor? Because that is true. Because humanity is pants on head idiotic. And we've already established that. And the the downside to a Space Marine Inquisitor, besides the thought stuff, is yeah. a normal Inquisitor can blend into a crowd. <laughs> Are you telling me True. a Space Marine can blend into a crowd? I'll have, they cannot. I'll have you know, you take off God the armor it. and put a, a snazzy hat on them. Blend. And they walk around on their knees. But they blend just fine. <laughs> Oh my god. I Boy, you're a tall glass of water. Don't do not worry about it, madam. I and, oh, and also incredibly wide. Just don't don't think and, about uh, it. Wait, I'm I'm just why here don't to you buy. have a rib cage. I don't think about it. I'm just here to purchase looks at his hand Dr- drugs. Yes. I'm that imagining is a space marine in full armor with a pilgrim hat on top of his helmet. I would shit myself. <laughs> uh anyway. Okay. Uh so <laughs> there I'm a So when, I guess where do we start uh, here? So literally okay. nobody is is below or nobody's above the inquisitors except for a few people that they can take. And also other inquisitors, and that's yeah. how they get new members. I'm guessing is just other inquisitors saying you're mine now, and then now you're an okay. acolyte. Welcome to the Inquisitorious. Yep. So you you say, hey, you're gonna you're gonna help me out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. Come there, acolyte. You work with them for a while. Uh, there's as many inquisitors. There's many different ways of doing this, but you work with your inquisitor for a while. You eventually get promoted to a throne agent throne agent which is a little bit more of agency (laughs) to to do things on your own Uh, but you still an inquisitor's punk ass okay you still work directly for a single inquisitor 
at every stage of this, you work for the same Inquisitor, except maybe Interrogator. Interesting. So, yeah. So then, you've been <laughs> so a throne age. The Inquisitor's the big and you're the little. Yes. And yep. you're the pledge. For those of you who don't know how uh, fraternities work, they're making Greek life references. I have that's only learned hilarious. this due to hanging out with these two idiots. Oh, that's uh, hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, from there, it hits the explicator. So, you've been a throne agent, you've proven yourself, uh, and they're like, you know, we're gonna train you to be an actual Inquisitor. Mm -hmm. And so, you train to be an actual fucking Inquisitor. Uh, still okay. directly under uh, your big Inquisitor. Uh, I'm guessing you can't say no. I mean, uh, well, I feel like really at the depends. point of throne agent, if they're like, "Hey, do you want to be an actual Inquisitor?" You can be like, "Eh," or you can be like, and, "Yeah, sure." And I think when, from what I've gleaned from reading. The, the Eisenhorn trilogy you don't when you when you work this closely with someone they're gonna get a good idea of if you want to continue being an inquisitor mm. it's not it's not like you're gonna get promoted against your will because if you want to be an inquisitor you want to be an inquisitor yeah you're if you're not literally frothing at the mouth at the thought of heresy if you just like helping an Inquisitor mm. and killing people, that's fine. That's all you're going to do. Mm. Kind of like that. So, yeah. but is there any reason to not be one? Like, doesn't it like boost your social standing? Like, imagine 100% like a... being an Inquisitor is perhaps the greatest thing that can happen to you as a human in the Warhammer 40k Imperium of Man. Yeah, that said, there is an argument to be made that it is the single worst thing that could happen to you as a human in the Imperium of Man besides being a psyker. All uh, I can imagine is a former, like, sewer boy, like a like a boy, literally an Inquisitor, drug out of, like, a pipe. And, <laughs> like, walking down the street years later as an Inquisitor, saying, started from the bottom, now we here. Uh, <laughs> there is a kid that Ravenor finds... Who eventually becomes a Grey Knight. Damn! Damn. That's crazy. Uh, Talk about started at the bottom, ended more than human. human yeah. So, <laughs> real quick. Started at the bottom and became almost the new species. Yeah, real quick before we continue, I think, uh, real quick. Uh, so, Eisenhorn and Ravenor are two of the central protagonists in those trilogy of trilogies that uh, Dan Abnett wrote. All about Inquisitors. Uh, okay. Ravenor is a psychic one. He's a psyker oh, himself. They're both psychic. And also uh, one of the most psychic. Like, he is actually... He, he is the <laughs> step right below Malkador. We will get deeper into them next episode. Okay. Or whenever we talk about, like, specific characters. Because they're so fun to talk about. I, I'm just mentioning them now to preface mm -hmm. because we're probably going to reference them a fucking lot. <laughs> because they're our, they're our deepest touchstone for Inquisition culture. Yes. Not not, and... not, not hating, just informing the audience ahead of time. Mm. They're the people uh, the we other... know the most about. Yeah. 
one of the other big touchstones we have is the All Guardsmen Party, which is a great uh, 1D4chan uh, TG novel in and of itself. <laughs> There's also like, the Dark Heresy rules, which uh, are also, also yes. very good for this. Uh, speaking of, let's real quick run up the rest of the ranks. Yeah. Uh, so after Explicator, the Apprentice Inquisitor, you have Interrogator, which is basically they give you a badge and send you out, uh, yeah. but like on the same planet as an Inquisitor, you know? So it's like, you know, the big you Papa Inquisitor... over you. What? Yeah, yeah, essentially. Uh, you, you're gonna still do some field work on your own, but you still need to go and prove yourself as being able... Someone's gonna need to watch over you so you don't fuck up too bad. Yeah. Um, once they have enough experience, they again, they are then put up for promotion, and if three Inquisitors or one Inquisitor Lord says yes, well, congratulations, you get to keep the rosette and you get the full, uh... The full Monty, you can, as it says, you're an Inquisitor now. The full Monty. You get to root out heresy, you get to blow up planets, you get to press an entire army into service, and so forth. Uh, to one-to-one -one quote the thing I'm reading. Um, nice. like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> that said, it does not stop there. <clears throat> if an Inquisitor is, uh even doper, they can become an Inquisitor Lord, or Lord Inquisitor, it goes both ways. Uh, it's not an official rank, but at the same time, it's an official rank. Uh, it's invitation only and requires three existing Inquisitor Lords to be like, that's a dope dude. Y yo, you want to hang with us? And you're like, yeah. I uh, do. Okay. In, an Inquisition uh, like hierarchy uh, age and, like, time in the Inquisition says a lot. Oh, so it's a... Theor like, to outsiders, all Inquisitors are equal. Except, like, Inquisitor Lords are all equal, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Not the actual case. Okay. So, like, I think it's said that when an Inquisitor walks into the room, they, they almost immediately know every Inquisitor in the room their their relative standing to each other but theoretically at the end of the day they're all working towards the same end yeah <clears throat> but seniority matters yes right if, if... how can that be like shown like unless like they've been around for a while and people are like oh shit he's been they've been around for a while he or she frankly and this I... is not the canonical method but frankly you'll fucking know because, right. like, for example, if the Lord Inquisitor of the Ordo Hereticus walks in, you know him because, oh, I don't know, he's riding a fucking Dreadnought chair! Excuse me? That's, that's a combat. Fuck you, oh, he wears it all the time! <laughs> okay. I have to look okay. up what a Dreadnought chair is. Real quick, uh, I'm talking about Lord Inquisitor Fyodor Karamazov. Oh, hold on one more time. Lord Inquisitor Fyodor Karamazov. That's what I got for a Dreadnought chair. That is a, for, not the right for, thing, Brayden. That's a regular it desk looks, chair. It's one of those, like, gaming it's racing chairs. It's a turbo chairs. game chair. This oh, is what chair. Fyodor Karamazov looks like, Brayden. And the oh posts. my god, why does it have paper on it? Because it for purity! Christ. Uh, okay. 
Inquisitor Lord. Above, they also generally, like, they over, an Inquisitor Lord will oversee, like, a group of planets, usually. Uh, then you have a Master, an Inquisitor Master, who does an entire subsector of space. Then you have Grand Masters, who, they do an entire sector of space. And then you so have, there are five of them. There are five of them. And then you have the Inquisitorial Representative, who is the guy who actually goes to the High Lords of Terra. Oh, which, so he's head honcho. I mean, technically, but also you're stuck on Terra. Yeah. And who you is? have to talk to the High Lords all the time, and frankly, it, I'd like rather being... jump in front of a moving dreadnought chair than... It's like being president of the United States, like you're missing out on all the high-level reptilian conclaves. Oh. John, I'm going to stab you. So um, who, who is the current Inquisitor representative? That's eh, a who cares? good question. John! Hold on, I'll look it up. Uh, so, to to get back to uh, like knowing other Inquisitors... It's one of those things where there are so few Inquisitors, you should know everyone in your sector mm. close enough. Uh, and some Inquisitors prefer to operate unknown. That's just a thing. Oh, so they don't have names. No, they, they have names. They just... Don't share them. Knowing knowing the name and putting the name to a face is very different. Oh. Especially, in, especially in 40k where there's trillions of people. Yeah, so you can hear rumors of like this like bitchin' yeah. ass inquisitor whose name is like Deathbringer or something, and then when he actually shows up, you're like, who the hell are you? Well, okay, uh, the... so real quickly, um, due to present events in the Warhammer 40,000 timeline, uh, there is, uh, well, there is no current representative for the High Lords of Terra. Uh, in oh, fact, yeah, because... Technically speaking, the High Lords of Terra don't properly exist anymore. Uh, oh, yeah, Robot disbanded it. Yeah, and oh. now they act as, uh, basically not concubines, that's the wrong word. Consorts, no, not quite. Nope. Advisors. Consolars. Consolars for Robot Girly Man, given the fact he's de facto ruler of the entire <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, considering who else can fight him and win. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to decide the seat of uh, ruler of the Imperium in a game of shoulder punching. <laughs> I'm starting a new uh, form of government. It's called a fightocracy. It's it's called fist, which is funny given the fact that uh, the old Ultramarines chapter master or the current one under girly man wields two power fists all the time <laughs> they have bolters built into them yeah but does he ever use them no. probably anyway <laughs> he uh, punches I and then he fires them for extra yeah for extra exactly <laughs> that's what i want so it's like God. he's punching bullets also like my favorite what is this <laughs> fucking uh full metal alchemist yes, yes. well okay i shit you <laughs> not are there one of my missing for him in warhammer <laughs> No. That would be uh, amazing. That would, that's my, a fucking untapped well. There are uh, possessed suits of armor. Uh, Wait. Multiple. <laughs> uh, there's some for Eldar, and then there's some for Chaos. I know uh, about the I know about the coffins with armor around them, but... That's a that's yet a different thing. But <laughs> yeah. we're fucking God. getting way off track. But real quick, <laughs> while I have it fresh on my mind, one reason I love the uh, 
if the Emperor had a text-to-speech device is there's a part where the chapter master is uh, dealing with, air quotes, Cato Sicarius, who, piece of shit, um, Cato Sicarius is being an annoying asshole, and so he goes, why don't I give you some of my combat tips? And all in all, it, the punchline is, I cast fist! And he punches him as hard as he can. Um, because I love casting fist. Fist is my favorite spell, and frankly one that all librarians should learn immediately. Yes. Uh, they they to, do. Uh, it's called smite. Um, to get back to my, to get back to what I was saying. Yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry, John. Uh, I'm not sorry. There are. Eisenhorn talks about there's like a specific inquisitor who's just this huge prick uh-huh. who operates v- super openly as an inquisitor. Okay. And Eisenhorn says that opens as many doors as it closes. Because when you're walking around with your like 20 foot bioelectric schlong out saying, I am the Inquisition, fear me, people are going to run away. Yeah. Mostly because your bioelectric schlong is hanging out. <laughs> Kids, don't pull out your bioelectric schlong in the mm. middle of the street. That's how you get arrested. So there and are some then, inquisitors who like show up with the flash, like who have the mm-hmm. giant hats, and then there are those who don't, who still look flashy because inquisitors. Uh, but so uh, the the thing I put, like the cover of the Ravenor omnibus in our chat, yeah, that is the the Rosetteford inquisitor that is super deep undercover. Oh, that's pretty fucking rad. So cool. Uh, Ravenor uses that, obviously, and uh, to t- to get to some Inquisitors, you just barely know their name, not what they look like. Uh-huh. Syphus Kane, who we've talked about, yeah, works with an Inquisitor named Amberly Vale, who he meets for the first time singing like cabaret singing at a party. Wait, because she's undercover. That's rad. I also like her like, name. She- you, you also yeah. have to consider, functionally within the storyline, Inquisitors can serve as a variety of roles due to how broad of a spectrum it is. On one hand, you have um, noir detective type of stories, which quite a bit of the, uh, what's it called, Eisenhorn books. Yeah, that's, a, that's a lot of Eisenhorn, and if yes. you like that, Eisenhorn's your shit. Hell and yeah. So you have noir detectives, you have undercover spies, you have flashy ass-kickers, you have glorious battle against demonic foes, you have... Okay. The Inquisition has a lot of story functions that can get all over the place because of how many threats they deal with. And more than that, it also, in many places, because we have witch hunters, alien hunters, and demon hunters, shows normal humans, air quotes normal, humans given a lot of power, kicking ass themselves. And while on one hand, the wide brushstroke we paint a lot of Inquisitors with is murder-happy sums bitches who will blow up an entire planet in Exterminatus and blam mm-hmm. any motherfucker for the most minor of offenses, many of the pieces of fiction on individual Inquisitors we get paint a much different picture. Uh, and yeah. one that's pretty cool story-wise. Eisenhorn talks about how everyone has this vision of Inquisitors as thoughtless, feelingless, 
beings that are just pure avatars of justice, mm-hmm. when at their core, they're still people. Yeah. Who have to shoulder these incredible burdens to keep billions of people safe. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm definitely going to check out the books after this and probably pick them up for Christmas. Because you can find an omnibus of Eisenhorn, all three Eisenhorn books in one volume. I found it for fucking five bucks at a nice. at a secondhand bookshop. Like they've been out a while, so you can probably grab them. You now know? I'm imagining yeah. like a 1920s style noir, like the 41st millennium in black and white, always raining. Okay, he. He starts on this ice world where thousands of people die on his watch. Oh, no. And ends in a non-Euclidean, hellacious geoscape trying to get, like, the Necronomicon. Nice! It's fucking crazy. Yo. But, uh, uh, I guess the Necronomicon to, to tra- would make sense to be in the 41st millennium somewhere. To Trent transition very smoothly into the next thing I want to talk about. One of the greatest things about Eisenhorn the series is how his stance on Inquisitioning changes. How he goes from a Puritan, as in like he has the buckled hat and everything, into a radical with his, you know, bandana and skateboard. Yeah. Besides the fact that I want to string John up and torture him like a dark Eldar might, uh, for that pun, uh, let's talk about the Ordos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn. That wasn't the thing I wanted, but alright. I know, what, I know you, you wanted you want? to talk about the Puritans versus the Radicals, but I feel like... Uh, ah, fuck it, let's talk about the Puritans and Radicals, and then we need to cover the Ordos and, and okay, stop jerking okay, okay. off about fucking Eisenhorn so much, because otherwise okay. we will be here all day. Okay, hold on. Let's let's do Ordos, because Ordos are strictly, like, delineated, but the, the full philosophical groups cross Ordo lines. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with Ordos. So there's the big three. Uh, yep. Let's go uh, in opposing order, as I did earlier, and start with the enemy without. Outside. The Xeno. The Ordo Xenos, a.k.a. the Alien Hunters. Uh, alien Hunters, well, they do exactly what the fuck you think they would do. Uh, mm. Basically, if it ain't human, they gonna kill it. Uh, yep. Whether that be hey. the Eldar, the Greenskin, the Hrud, the Vespid, the Slough, or whatever the fuck we're murdering today. Uh, the Ordo Xenos generally are highly trained in xenology and go out in order to best murderize the shit out of anything non-human. Uh, whether that be a gene stealer cult, because that is their purview, um, or, uh, fucking just regular good old orcs. It's their job at the end of the day. Uh, that said, many of these orc goings-on, they figure out better ways to deal with it. Uh, you get admech guys as inquisitors sometimes, because, well, they... We need to develop a better virus bomb for the orcs in order to purge them. Okay. Uh, but also, due to the fact that they mostly deal with Xenos, they don't have as strange of a uh, relationship with chaos. Uh, in that 
they they don't work with it so they don't end up either getting accidentally corrupted by it or snorting too much space cocaine and seeing slanesh and getting finger blasted by her uh and by that i mean like she does finger guns at you and then you explode um what were you thinking you sick fuck uh and or a myriad of other downsides they're kind of the most level-headed branch, which is funny given the fact that their uh, Ordo Militant is the Death Watch, who, if you've heard that name before, it might be because there are three fine young gentlemen, and by fine young gentlemen, I mean old-ass space marine shitbags. Functionally who, immortal. Yeah, who keeps stealing my goddamn recording studio. Anyway, uh, the, the greatest thing to me about alien hunters is they have to be cognizant of alien culture. And how it influences humanity. Like, the the Ordo Xenos has to combat Tau propaganda as well as orc invasions. Because, as I remind you from our Tau episodes, uh, uh, uh they get Gwivasa all the time. Yep. Humans who just are like, fuck this shit. <laughs> that deal seems way better. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, that said, uh, yeah, that, that's the gist of the Alien Hunters. Uh, of course, mm. notable members include guys like Cryptman from earlier. Cryptman? Uh, Who is Cryptman. just, what's his face? Um, uh, what's his name? The Necron, Trays in the Infinite. Trays in the Infinite, yeah. also a member of the Order of Xenos, yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> Ravenor, I... With his hat, looking like a Necron, like, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Basically, uh, Ravenor, Eisenhorn, armor, Brazen, the non-infinite yeah. Inquisitor, uh, Vale, Cryptman, Jenna, Orkiel, and Marguerite Vinand uh, are all famous Inquisitors for the Alien Hunters. Uh, Marguerite Vinand, Vinand, I'm not sure, is also the founder of the Ordo Xenos. Mm. So Cryptman had a field day and also like a oh shit when uh the nid showed up a little bit yeah right um, he was like a new enemy but he was also like oh shit a new enemy yeah a little bit uh next up we have uh the enemy within mm -hmm. the witch hunter <laughs> witch hunters Okay, you didn't do it again. Uh, <laughs> A.K.A. the Ordo Hereticus are the branch that deal with, well, the mutant and the heretic and the witch. Mm -hmm. uh, in the name of the Emperor and, well, really, for shits and giggles. Um, their Ordo Militant is the Sisters of Battle, uh, most of the time, uh, as well as Stormtroopers, and they... Uh, well, stormtroopers kick ass and wear cool hats. Yes, they have inquisitorial stormtroopers. Surprising, uh, exactly no one. So the sisters oh of battle work underneath God. the inquisitors in this department. More than likely, yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So this quote from an Ordo Heretic is Inquisitor is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. There is no such thing as a plea of innocence in my court. A plea of innocence is guilty of wasting my time. Guilty. For those of you who aren't sure, uh, that quote was provided by the lovable lazy man himself, Inquisitor Karamazov. 
<laughs> so he's literally like, I don't care. You show up to my court, you're either guilty or less guilty. Honestly, I mean, with it, okay. The Inquisition, it's. I remember once they charged a guy with. Tw- they sent us into like 12 counts of execution. Uh huh. They kept bringing him back to life and killing him. Oh, Jesus. That. You're guilty until proven innocent every time. Excellent. So, and it's bad. Yeah, so I'm guessing this side isn't the best side. The, for the most part, the Ordo Hereticus is the picture that... The, the picture that everyone has that Eisenhorn was talking about is because of the Ordo Hereticus. Uh, the Ordo Hereticus witch hunters are just fucking kind of all assholes really they're suspicious they're ruthless they're paranoid they have absolutely no sense of compromise uh but goddamn do they have a sense of fashion um (laughs) so true so fucking true um i'm gonna have a field day with this tweet um Guys like Karamazov, in my opinion, really is a fantastic example of the Ordo Hereticus and also the worst idea of an Inquisitor, because, well, that quote really sums him up, uh, along with the problem of the witch hunters themselves. While on one hand, they do go out and find apostates who may be dangerous, they stop, uh, they stop the seeds of heresy and thus prevent, you know, psychic malevolence, uh, among other issues, as well as stopping rampant mutations and rampant mutants, which is actually a problem at times when a mutant subculture gets too uppity and starts rampaging. Looking at you, Beastmen. Um, it comes to the Witch Hunters to give them a blammin'. Uh... So are you you talking about Beastmen like werewolves? No, 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 there is... the Warhammer Fantasy Battle, or excuse me, Warhammer Age of Sigmar version of these go- of this abhuman is called a Beast Man. They are basically like satyrs, but goatier. Um, oh. Uh, said goat boys uh, are an abhuman in 40k, but they are often not allowed to be fielded. They are they are literally barely can- allowed to live within the context of the lore and story. Uh, that said, John and I once jerked each other off with an interesting concept of an all-ab-human uh, Imperial Guard regiment just because we thought that'd be really cool. <laughs> that um, would be rad. What the hell? Get me well, in on like, this. I, our, our idea for this... I promise not to go too long, John. Um, <laughs> my idea, for, or John and I's idea for this was like, remember in World War II, there was that Japanese uh, platoon of dudes who kicked so much ass because they were Japanese and but still American? Um, yes. And so they were like, we're going to fucking prove how good we are and prove how loyal to America we are. And they're literally the most decorated unit in World War II. Um, that. But beastmen and abhumans of like, look, I get it, we're not baseline human. Flip side, watch this, clack clack, and then they go off and they kick ass and they take names. Um, and they have like all sorts of dudes in there, and I think it'd be really cool. Anyway, yeah. that's that's my that's my fan fiction. I haven't thought further on it, but that's mine. Uh, back to the witch hunters. Uh, 
they got dope hats. That's actually really all about the witch hunters. They they they're also more of a police than a uh, military. Like usually, you don't see a witch hunter until something has already happened. Witch hunters show up when something is wrong on like a large scale, and they, it needs correction. Yeah. Right. So. If there is evidence of, if I remember right, a witch hunter posed as like an administratum douche nozzle because like tides were out, but he was really investigating like corruption that went from the top 30 levels deep through the bullshit, if you get what I'm saying. Like, when your planet starts to fall out of line... A witch hunter is going to show up <laughs> be like, Yo, what's and up? make sure you get back in line. So if a witch Look hunter, my hat, if a witch hunter shows up on your planet like, hey, what's going on? You know you're in some deep shit. You, you fucked up. You better start trimming the hedges and fucking painting your fence white again real quick. <laughs> um, and I like, guess, I, it was, this is another thought I had, I guess it makes sense that like Inquisitor witch hunters are like bad like to be a good inquisitor witch hunter sometimes you have to be an awful person yeah yeah like there yeah. is no other way around it sometimes these guys are just bad people because they have to be they have no other and way that, and that's like so compelling about the inquisition because they have to be bad people to protect people yeah and it's one of those things where like if someone revels in that they need to be killed. Yeah. Because they're already falling to chaos. It there, There's so much with the Inquisition that's so compelling that if you looked at 40k from less of like the high gothic painting shit and looked at it through different lenses, yeah, the Inquisition is so compelling because you can see how easily it could destroy someone. Yeah. I like, I always like um, worlds where it's like you can get more interesting stories looking at the like lower rungs of society and like the people who have to do the dirty work rather than the up highs. Like the primarchs and everything are cool, but like when you get down to it, the inquisitors also have their their role in society and they're like, eh, you know, they still have a, a high place in society, but bottom of the rung considering all the magic god level bullshit that happens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of times, at the end of the day, an inquisitor just wants to protect people. Yeah, and sometimes they have to be assholes to do it. To protect, well, depending the most on the uh, people. Uh, yeah, there we go. Ethics. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the unethical heresies, uh, heretical works of man, let's talk about the demon hunters. Uh, the nice demon hunters. Thank you. Uh, the Daemon Hunters, <laughs> a.k.a. the Ordo Malleus, a.k.a. the Demon Hunters, a.k.a. responsible for the most Mary Sueism in Warhammer 40,000 uh. by far. Uh, the Ordo Malleus is ab- or abjectly cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because whilst our dear friends, the Ordo Hereticus, might go somewhere to defeat a cult that is beginning to spring up. A cultural evil. Yes. 
The demon hunters come in when the evil is literally physically manifesting and has a lot more teeth than anyone wanted. So these um, guys are probably armed to the teeth and ready to fight. Yes. They have they have weapons called nemesis weapons. Excuse me. Uh, they're so cool. <laughs> so the demon hunters are also the first of the Ordos because the knights errant were the proto of them. Mm -hmm. uh, said demon hunters were meant to combat chaos as it was, well, very literally springing forth. Not just from the Eye of Terror, but from, you know, all of those demon primarchs that were starting to pop up and summon assholes out of the ether. Um, as such, th they've had a long time to be badasses at this job, uh, and work hard at getting good at it. Mm. Their ordo military, their military ordo is the Grey Knights, uh, which on one hand have a lot of Mary Sue shit happen to them, but on the other hand are still abjectly fucking cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to do this every time, John, because I know and I agree, but I need to temper your hate with some sincere fucking look at this guy. He looks dope as shit. This is a guy in gold power armor doing an action pose. It looks good. It looks good. Okay. Here, here, here's my my real. He's got a book. For... He's got it's, he's my... reading while he's shooting. My my realness for the Damon Hunters is that yeah, it's easy to point at them and say they're Mary Sue's, but also they do the singular most dangerous thing. Absolutely. Because they're gonna die, and it's gonna hurt the whole time they're dying. <laughs> that is true. And for all they know, their dying is only making chaos stronger. Yeah. And uh, there, there's an Inquisitor. Ben uh, Counter has a great series on Grey Knights. Uh, his portrayal of them was so different from what you would think Grey Knights and Daemon Hunters in general act like. Mm -hmm. Because it's not, let's go find demons to kill, mm -hmm. right? Because usually, by the time demons show up on a planet, it's all raining blood. It's already raining blood Slayer style and everything's gone to shit. Yeah. Their goal is to stop that from ever coming to fruition in the first place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Through the use of cool noir detective work. Nice. And then uh, murder. Just a lot of murder. <laughs> a lot of blam. Just the 1920s noir detective pulling out like a, a gun just, the size of their head. Yeah, just mowing oh. down a group of people. You mean a side bolter? Yes. Which is a a bolter that fires silver bullets that have been inscribed with uh, scripture that are psychically linked to you. Excuse me. Yeah, it's, it's are they like the awesome. bullets in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Oh, no. The ones, the anti-tune bullets, yeah, I kind of like that. I was actually <laughs> yeah. going to go with the touchstone of, like, they did this in Supernatural a couple of times, where they carve the demon trap on a bullet before shooting That's it. That's neat. Uh, that, um, I, there's a few others. I think there's an, I think, like, Winona Ryder has a fucking magic gun. 
Uh, point being, there's a lot of examples of that and dope shit therein. Um, mm -hmm. Real quick, also, there are plenty of Ordo Minorises um, out there. It, ranging from the Ordo Aegis... Well, real quick. Ordo Aegis... Let's go through them. The they block the Cadian Gate. Their job got a lot harder ever since Cadia. Well, John, what <laughs> happened to Cadia? The planet broke before the guard did, and don't you ever fucking forget it. I didn't forget, I just wanted to make sure you remember. It broke, did it? We gotta fix it. Uh, there's the Ordo Astartes. They they keep they try to keep control of the space marines. Uh-huh. <laughs> How does that work? How does Well the Orc Sharpshooters. Orc Sharpshooters. Uh real quick to explain that meme. Um <laughs> Whenever the Inquisition doesn't like... I guess we need to talk about assassins within this, too. Uh, whenever the Inquisition isn't a huge fan... We'll get forward to the military part. The Inquisition isn't liking what a Space Marine is doing, and they can't just directly kill the Space Marine. They deploy a Vindicare assassin, a sniper, to go kill him. Preferably while in the midst of battle. Because... And then... When everyone's like, what the fuck happened? Someone can say, an orc sharpshooter got him. Orcs oh. can't sharpshoot. Exactly, I was about to say, orcs do not sharpshoot. Yes. That's also, where you're wrong, kiddo. I have a question. I, yeah, Are there any demon hunter or demon hunter psychers? Because it seems like that's playing a dangerous... Almost. Oh, really? Because <laughs> that seems like it's playing a dangerous game. Uh, we'll get to it's... it when we talk about the Grey Knights, I think, but... Yeah. Uh, long story short, they—they're so—their faith is so steadfast. Cross that, that out and hard, read it as brainwashing. That's part of it too. That they can't be corrupted. No. Usually. No. But also, uh, sometimes when you're doing research, mm -hmm. it can—you can end up getting corrupted and possessed by. <laughs> Whoopsie. Th it, it, this happens to one of Eisenhorn's best friends. Oh, no. It's very sad. Now, John, make sure not to spoil the entirety of the Eisenhorn series. I, did I say who it was? No, nope. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. You it's know, his favorite I friend, Billy Bob, the Inquisitor. Um, the Ordo Astra. They actually, they're just map guys. Um, they're not very big. Uh, Ordo Barbarous. They watch over feral war worlds and make sure chaos cults don't spring up. Ordo Chronos. Uh, Ordo Chronos. <laughs> they, uh, they make sure time travel. They investigate time travel. And because. How much time travel is there to deal with? <sighs> Warp. I, like, I. I would have to take way more bong hits than I have physically available to me <laughs> in order to get into that. Um. The uh, Ordo Custodum. They make sure Terra is safe. The Ordo Desolatus. It is a one-member Ordo that we don't know what it does. The Ordo Exorium. Exorium. Exorium, that's better. Uh, they do, uh, it's like the IRS, but for Exterminatus. <laughs> they try to make sure you have a good reason. I don't know how Kripman got away with so many that he did. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's alright. Uh, there's the Ordo Mechanicum, who is the Adeptus Mechanicus's personal uh, inquisitors yep the ordo militarum to make sure the uh, they're basically uh the commissariat's parent 
organization. The Ordo Necros, no one knows what they do and there are only five members. And also, there is another Ordo devoted entirely to making sure the Ordo Necros doesn't fuck something up, and that Ordo is called the Ordo Vigilus. Um, the Ordo Originatus, historians. The Ordo Obsoletus, uh, we don't know, really? Like, they... Apparently, they mostly just come in whenever weird shit has happened and investigate what happened. It's it's the X-Files mixed with CSI. Yeah. And that's cool. I would read a book about the obsolete. Absolutely. Uh, they also do a lot about figuring out what the fuck happened with the Legion of the Damned turning up. Because you know what's kind of weird? Space Marine zombie ghosts. Uh, really? Nothing from that? Alright. Uh, uh, yeah, I expected, I expected Brain's characteristic. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> there it is. I was waiting for y'all to finish so I could talk about space ghosts. Okay. Space ghosts, they go coast to coast. Yep. Yeah, space so, ghosts, coast to coast AM. The Ordo Redactus, guess. The Ordo Thanatos, we don't know what they do. Ordo Sanctorum, they make sure the uh, Ecclesiarchy doesn't fuck up again. <laughs> the Ordo Scriptorum, the NSA, in space. Nice. Ordo Scriptus, uh, they're make, they make sure that the historical records don't get fucky. And they're also bookkeepers. Oh. Different than the uh, historians and the originatus. And also different than the word bearers. The, God damn. the Ordo Senatorum, we don't know what it does. The Ordo Sicarius, they make sure the Assassinorum doesn't, you know, get uppity again. The uh -huh. ending. Uh, and the Ordo Sepulturum? Uh, Sepulturum? They fight... They fight plagues and disease mostly the zombies oh so they're doctors without borders yes but they mostly hunt zombies nice there are zombies yeah. in warhammer oh dude uh we'll get into that but uh when we do the, the current better... state of the imperium that's a thing i guess it's a better question to ask what's not in warhammer uh there's a miracle plague traveler that... zombies daemons there is a uh, a plague that Nurgle puts out that causes zombies. There's oh, also yeah. I guess Nurgle's minions a, would be called zombies. Th there's also a plague that Nurgle puts out called the Obliterator virus, which is <laughs> oh we got to talk about he that because that's what's fucked up. Real quick, uh, the Obliterator uh, just brief brief the Obliterator yes, 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 the yes, Obliterator yes. virus is a virus that fuses you to weapons and armor Excuse and is the close in is the closest thing to getting enough daca as you can it turns you into a giant gun. it turns you into a gun it turns what? you into a demon gun man what? you just grow guns out of your flesh nice. yeah it's metal as no metal. it's bad you go insane just turning around and your eyeballs are guns like hey i got guns for eyes Look at me, Billy. I got right. guns for eyes. Uh, oh, do we want to yeah. run through Every time the I blink a fire. No, we don't have enough time. We can be a little long. No. <sighs> okay. We can get to it okay. next episode. Y'all's call. <sighs> I've, uh... Let's run through it. We're doing it. I'm okay, making okay, an executive okay. decision. I, I got what this. What are we running I got through? This. 
the philosophies. Okay, so oh. Inquisitors have different philosophical schools they subscribe to in order to how they deal with being an Inquisitor and what an Inquisitor's job should entail. There are two right. major schools, the Puritans and the Radicals. John will now run through them. Okay, so to, to preface this, Puritanism is basically, we shouldn't we should just use what we have available to us as humans. Mm. Radicalism is basically saying fight fire with fire. Okay. And according to Ravenor, radicalism is an inevitable product of an Inquisitor being tested. Like, eventually, with enough time, an Inquisitor will fall to radicalism. Mm. And that's an important verb, fall. So, the the most uh, pants-on-head, not the least pants-on-head version of Puritanism is... A Malthian, a Malthianism, which is the the emperor has a plan for the Imperium, and we have to protect the Imperium until that plan becomes visible. Uh, Monodominant is the most extreme form of Puritanism, and is basically humanity, fuck yeah, to the point where we want to eliminate astropaths, navigators, space marines. Oh, look, really? They're, they are, uh, human... They're space Nazis. Let's just cut to, to say, the chase. Like, they're mega space Nazis. Correct. Yeah, they are, uh, like, keep the human race pure. Super. Thorianism is waiting for the Emperor's version of Easter. A.K.A. they're waiting for him to come back to life. Oh. They also or are that. kind of trying to investigate how to do that. And also, they believe that the Emperor's spirit could possess people. That would be eh. pretty rad. Two, also, okay. two of the quickest, or two of the closest branches of Thorianism are uh, Anomaly and Beholders, which are, let's just wait for it to happen, and then Ardentites, which is, let's try to find where it's happening. Yeah. Uh, miracle Chasers. Yeah, that. Uh, so, in Radicalism, we get uh, Cassophilians, which is another branch of Thorianism, who are trying to summon the dead back to life. What? Base like reverse demon necromancers. Yeah, they're necromancers. Trying. They accidentally uh, they get, get more demons on the line than lost souls. Fun fact. <laughs> Oopsie. They hang, they pick uh, up the call like hello Bob is this you and it's like hello you hello, hello, Bob. They use a lot of Ouija boards. So many. <laughs> nice. Uh uh Horusians. Horusians. It's Horus. Wow. The root word is Horus. Okay, Horusians believe that power, the power the chaos gods imbued Horus with, mm -hmm. could be used to create a new body for the emperor. Wait. It's the most dangerous form of radicalism. Second, I think to Istvanism, which is basically <laughs> mankind only grows in a state of violence, so we are not in enough wars. You know, in the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, where there is literally only one thing. What is that thing, Brayden? What is the entire tagline of this fucking universe, Brayden? Please edify me! Peace. <laughs> 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 it's war. There, there is actually a ethical form of thinking that falls in line with this. There is there uh, is an ethical line of thinking currently that believes that... Um, we should get in more wars because the best of human traits come out during, like, soldiers have the best human traits and it comes out during battle. I don't uh, remember also, what it's called. Another thing of, 
but another thing of Istvanites is they will uh, basically fund proxy wars until they get out of hand. You know, <laughs> like Nob. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I do think it is hilarious that as soon as you said Isvanism, I was thinking like they, they believe that there's like Isvan Six or something that's out there, like a secret Isvan planet. <laughs> God. Um, like Nibiru. <laughs> One day, Isvan 6 will come around and it'll be seen from Terra and it'll let us know about the end times. God. Okay, um, Libricars who believe that the smallest deviation from the status quo warrants purging and they will do absolutely anything to ensure the status quo. How dare you fucking put the toilet paper that way! Blam! No, it's how dare you put the toilet paper the wrong way wound. Time to summon a demon. <laughs> blam! The toilet to make sure you are fully purged. And then blam it. <laughs> Everyone gets blammed. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, uh, ablationists who believe that the truly righteous must allow themselves to be damned through the use of the warp. If I get warp corrupted and use that to kill warp things, that's okay. But if you get warp corrupted, I'm blaming you. Also, I have three tentacles now. That's ablationist in a nutshell. Okay, uh, ocularians who are trying to uh, predict the future. Okay. And they have a subgroup that is trying to do the opposite of the the old saying if you forget about the past you're doomed to repeat it they're trying to look to the past to predict the future let's look and see what happens in the past so that we can see what happens surely we fucked up this way before come on let's just yeah. look through okay uh polypsychana which is humanity's evolving into fully psychic race so let's do what we can to accelerate this process i thought all of them were just political science majors nope <laughs> Recongregationism. Uh, uh, let's tear down the, the Imperium as it exists now and rebuild it. Okay. The glo the, uh, they're the glorious communist revolution of I was about 40K. to say, they're the communists. Uh, revivicationism, which is trying to reverse the process of the Emperor's death and bring him back. No. They talk they a lot to the They also try to summon angels. They try to summon angels. Yeah. Oh. You mean demons. Yeah. Uh, Seculus Attendos, they, they view the church as an obstacle to progress. <laughs> the most radical atheist faction of the Inquisition. God, so many fedoras. The battle barge is uh, a fedora. <laughs> I think you mean the battle barge is wearing a fedora. <laughs> Both. Uh... Xanthum, Xanthanism, which believes that we should use chaos weapons and artifacts to fight the archenemy whenever possible. Nice. Only by controlling chaos can chaos be defeated. That sounds fucking Think about rad. that for a hot that hour. sounds well, like every, like half of the JRPG like, premises. Like, there's one called God Eater, which is this whole premise. Yeah. In, Monster in, Hunter. In the defense of Xanthism, real quick... The Emperor's power fists, as well as someone's sword, I forget who, were reforged demon weapons. So, like, it's possible, and it works pretty fucking well. I'm just saying. Uh, then there's Xeno Hybris, who sees anti-alien policies as counterproductive. Heresy. 
Mega heresy. Truly. Double heresy. Double blam. Ultra heresy. Holy shit. Any anyone get that God reference? Damn it. No. Okay. Yes. yes. Uh God. And yeah, uh, at the risk of continuing this episode for another four hours. Oh wait, we're going to anyway in other what? episodes. Uh. <laughs> because yeah. boy was this just very surface level information about the Inquisition and that didn't even get into their fucking Ordo <laughs> militants. <sighs> There's a lot more to come. I hope you I hope you all have strapped in. Cause it's gonna be a wild one. It's going to be a wild one. Ooh, I heard you like the wild ones. Uh, yeah. Next episode, we'll be talking about those chamber militants, the Grey Knights, the Sisters of Battle, and the Death Watch. Uh, as well as probably the Assassins while we're at it. Because we should talk it's about the probably Assassins. probably worth it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the gist, I guess. Uh, that's the one. Yep. Fucking Christ, there's so much to talk about with the Inquisition. <laughs> Isn't it great? I would say yes. uh, yeah. Yes. Actually, it it's it's really cool. Uh, it is and, rad AF. And all the style points that are gonna come out mm -hmm. of this fucking tweet thread while I post like ten billion pictures. Mm. Yeah, I will say it is also cool that like inquisitors are male to female or male and females, not just males. Yes. <clears throat> uh, yeah. And so everything in between. We, when we talk about the Sisters of Battle, you are going to say that's fucking idiotic on why they exist, specifically. Yeah. Because yeah, there I is a specific reason that I'm going to leave until next recording. Yeah, Oof. I know the Sisters of Battle get fucked over pretty hard. Oh, they get fucked over, but their very impetus for existence mm -hmm, is... Your hint is it's based on a loophole. Oh no. Oh yeah, that fucking loophole, I forgot about yep. that. God fuck damn yep. it. Okay, so let's end this episode. All right. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, follow us at GrimdorksPod. Email us GrimdorksPod at gmail.com. Um, eh, we're already long. I feel like reading copy. Also, uh, if uh, you tweet us a question and I don't answer it, I've put it in the mailbag. We'll, we'll get to it. Don't either us or the other hosts on this uh, podcast feed because you know for this whole battle barge they couldn't find the money for a separate podcast. It doesn't feed. even cost money. They could have just like you'd think someone would know. <sighs> you know, if we have a Death Watch kill team on this battle barge, do you think there's an Inquisitor we haven't met yet? Probably. Oh, fucking no. Oh no. There's oh, enough of them around. Shit. They don't talk a lot, but. There's def- oh no! Alright, before I accidentally turn around and get fucking blammed while I'm not paying attention, because I'm not wearing my fucking belt right or something. Fucking. I feel a gun barrel on the back of my head. Fucking loser cars. <laughs> uh, I have been, um... I have been Ordomalius John. I have been Xanthist Fuzzy. I have been Isvanis Demon Hunter Braden. Bye! Bye. <laughs> <Tom>. <laughs>
Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperatorum.